0: Now it's time for your hosts, the Wonder Twins of Customer Experience,
1: Adam Toporek and Jeannie Walters.
0: So, Jeannie, have you ever been boating?
2: Boating like on a boat?
0: Like on a boat, a thing that floats upon <laughs> the water.
2: Yes, I have been on a boat before, Adam. Have Why you do I ask? A, have
0: you been on a cruise ship before?
2: I have once.
0: Okay, then imagine the difference between turning a little boat that you go fishing on in a cruise ship
2: i imagine the turning radius is quite different
0: yep <laughs> the energy needed the skill needed it is all different so when we talk about pivoting during a global pandemic let's talk about the size of the ship and how hard it is to pivot at scale Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah that's i see where you're going with this by the way thank you for that finally
0: i was waiting for you to catch up <laughs>
2: Because today we are talking to Tom Karinschak from Comcast, which is one of those global organizations that you, I mean, I can't even get my head around how big it is, right?
0: (laughs) Exactly. And that, you know, to hear Tom's story about how they, you know, not only had to pivot just because they are a big company, but... Had to pivot because of what they do. Everybody needed their product, you know, a gazillion, I don't know what the number is, but a gazillion <laughs> times more than they needed it before. And they needed it before.
2: That's true. That's true. I know I love this discussion because we talk about not only, you know, how to pivot in a pandemic, but also what they did well to make that a little easier and also what they continue to look towards the future and figure out. How can we improve this? You know, how can we make sure we continue to evolve? Because as we talked about, you know what, customer expectations, they just keep going up. <laughs> it's crazy.
0: They do, I don't know what they're doing, but they keep doing it. <laughs> and, you know, and I think Comptas has just got that scale, but they've also got that platform, that technology, that in- innovation sort of culture and mindset towards technology uh that i think positioned him really well and it was fascinating to hear tom's story and to hear the story of you know how one of the biggest and most important companies i think in this pandemic uh, pivoted so i think we should just jump right in
2: Let's do it. Let me tell you about our guest today. Tom Karinshack serves as Executive Vice President and Chief Customer Experience Officer for Comcast Cable. In this role, he oversees all of customer experience, including customer care strategy and operations, phone, chat, and social media agents, and field operations, strategies, and teams, working together to ensure a simple, consistent, and excellent customer service experience each and every time. Tom has more than 25 years of leadership experience with consumer brands. He also served on active duty with the U.S. Army for over six years as a combat engineer captain and holds a B.S. in civil engineering from the United States Military Academy at West Point and an M.S. in engineering management from the Missouri University of Science and Technology. He currently serves as a volunteer, board member, and advisor to nonprofit and community organizations alike. And Tom is a founding member and executive champion of the Veterans Network at Comcast. Tom, we're thrilled to have you back here on Crack the Customer Code. Thanks so much for being with us.
1: Jeannie, always great to be with you and Adam, and thanks for having me back again. Well, so excited
0: to have you back. And you know, it's been a while. It was, uh, you were episode 302, Tom. (laughs) <laughs> so, and we are, we are up in the 400s now and, you know, for that was a while ago. For, so for our new listeners, I want to start out by just for a couple of minutes, tell us a little bit about how you got into customer experience and then your current role at Comcast and then we're going to really dig into everything that's been happening in this crazy last 12 months.
1: Yeah, it has been a crazy last 12 months and Adam and Jeannie, I hope you all continue to stay safe uh, as do all of your um, listeners as well. It's It's been crazy to say the least. Um To your question, so uh, my current role at Comcast, I'm the Chief Customer Experience Officer for Comcast Cable. Um, In that role, it's my job with my team uh, to be able to oversee all of our customer experience initiatives, including customer care, which would entail um, things like social media, phone support, chat support, um, our overall strategy and operations, as well as for our field ops folks um, and their strategies and teams as well too and we work together and look um, across the entirety of the experience to make sure that we're delivering a simple, consistent, and excellent customer service experience each and every time. This includes a lot of focus from uh, my role and from my team uh, on overseeing our employee tools and all the great innovation that we've done, a lot of which since the last time that we talked, and that includes implementation of, for example, new and and very innovative uh, digital technologies, all again designed to support our employees, so that our teammates can be there to support our customers. So what I'm getting is you don't have much to do. <laughs> no, not, not much. I'm, I'm not, not much going on on any given day.
2: Well, oh. and the good thing is, I mean, during the pandemic and the shutdown and everything, you just took up baking, and that's how you've been spending your time, right? Because there's yeah, nothing right. else to do. And,
1: and yeah, uh, it started off a little rough, Jeannie, but I've got pretty good. At it. <laughs> that's awesome. Well,
2: well, let's go back to you know what this last era has been like. Because I think we all know we've all faced unprecedented changes. We've had to shut things down and start new things. So when this all started, when all this uncertainty started around the pandemic, what were the immediate actions and those decisions you had to make and the shifts that you had to make leading this you know, enormous customer service effort for Comcast? What were some of those immediate things that, that you needed to do?
1: Yeah, Jeannie, it's it's hard to believe that we're coming up on a year Mm. um, of all uh, uh, working, surviving, living through this uh, uh, set of arduous circumstances. And to your point, it has been very tough. And hopefully for all of us, it's going to be the most arduous experiences that we've ever had to deal with um, in our lifetimes, both personally and professionally. And we learned a lot uh, throughout the last year. But I will tell you, when the first um, uh, uh, parts of this started, um, it really came down to three focus areas for for myself, for the team, and for the company at the onset of the pandemic. First and foremost, it was all about safety. We had to make sure that we were keeping our teammates and our customers safe, Uh, and that changed over time with all the different guidance that we were getting, the learnings that we were getting, and you had to be very nimble on that end, but that was paramount to everything that we were doing and everything that we were thinking about. Uh, And that continues to this day um, with all the protocols that we put in place, we had to make sure that first and foremost, safety was at the heart of everything we were doing. Um, Secondarily, we had to keep everyone connected. Uh, We understand clearly the power of our products and services, the impact that they have on our customers' lives, how they stay uh, entertained, how work uh, was already getting done and even more so now, um, how kids were schooling, you name it, um, our products and services were at, literally at the heart of how people were living their lives. And we had to make sure that we were keeping our, cu- our customers connected throughout, uh, throughout its entirety. And then the third focus for all of us and, and really pushed the teams hard here was to make sure that we were being really smart about our strategy and all the pivots and everything else that we had to go through and do, but also to think for the longer term. And in parallel as we were reacting to the now, let's make sure we were also thinking about the longer term. And the good news is, is that as we did both, caring for the now and thinking about the future as well, the vast majority of what we put into place was an acceleration of what we wanted to do anyway, or things that we had called out uh, in our long range plan. And so those three areas were really at the heart of everything that we had to go through and react. Of course, just like so many others, that meant being on calls all day, every day, wake up in the morning, uh, go to bed super late at night, get some sleep sometimes not much. Get right back at it the next morning, tune in, check. What did we learn? What can we do better at? Rinse and repeat and just keep driving through it. And even though it was those tough circumstances, I'm so proud of how the company and the team just responded to be able to be there for our customers and each other.
2: I Well, I think a lot of leaders can relate to what you're saying because staying connected, as you mentioned, was a priority, but it's also a bit of a different challenge during this time. And so it meant that we were kind of always connected and trying to figure things out as we go. And, you know, you also mentioned a lot about the strategy shift, and I wanted to dig into that a little bit because I think one of the things that I see over and over is that people and organizations and some very large organizations, frankly, say, oh yeah, we've got a customer experience strategy. We know what we're doing. But when you look at it, it's not really a strategy. It's more of kind of an aspiration of, here's where we want to be in several, several years, and it's not really tied to um, the day-to-day efforts. And what it sounds like you really did was was be able to turn those everyday efforts to still support that strategy. So I'm just wondering, do you think having that well-defined strategy from the beginning really helped you do that? And when you say you shifted the strategy, was that more about the efforts to support that? Or was it more about, oh, we've got to come up with a whole new plan? I'm just curious what what your approach was?
1: Yeah, Jeannie, it was a little bit of of all of the above, um, Mm -hmm. quite frankly, because we had and continue to spend a lot of thought on monitoring our customers feedback, monitoring our employees feedback, um, continuing to partner with uh, great companies. So we have the best tools and technology that's out there. We obviously do a whole bunch of our own um, uh, innovation uh, as the primary mechanism. But you're constantly thinking about all of those things, both, I, I talk about it as our, our two tracks that every leader, I believe, has to care for. The here and now, right? And so you think about it as you're going through the pandemic. All right, we're gonna have to shut down some some uh, uh, retail locations. We gotta take care of our employees and our customers. We have to be smart around what the technicians, what homes they go into, can they do more work outside of the home? We launched some things around tech assist in terms of being able to go through and have a virtual technician to be outside the home, but leverage video technology to be with the customer while they're in the home. Uh, We migrated, we already had uh, uh, thousands of folks working from home, but then we migrated the rest of our teammates to do that. So that's a thousand per day. And the reason that we were able to react accordingly to do those types of things, move all those folks and change their, uh, their work environments, be able to go through and leverage new pieces of technology and quickly be able to implement them was because uh, along the same time, as we were doing that on track one in the here and now, we've been thinking for years around track two and building technology and capabilities and assets and training and other things to be able to enable that. Mm-hmm. And so it was a combination of both of those things that, it, that, that allowed us to be able to respond the way that we did and be able to accelerate and still care for our longer term strategy. So it really wasn't an either or, it was a combination of both of those uh, that, that we had to go through and do. The other part that I think that we were really smart about, um, you know, we always have customer feedback and employee feedback at the heart of what we do. But we partnered with a company called um, uh, Morning Consult to do a survey in April, right after we were just really getting into the throes of the, the pandemic and really trying to understand, okay, what can we accelerate? What can we innovate on? What do we need to do in those areas? What are our customers saying? probably not surprising to many, but good validation for us on a lot of this stuff, when folks were getting into the pandemic, they were more and more likely to use digital. And so they were going to be more likely to stick with digital and give digital a chance. And just some interesting statistics around that, 42% of the customers said that they were going to use digital channels more frequently to engage customer service than they did prior to COVID-19. Wow. Two-thirds, almost two-thirds of consumers said, They're going to do that engagement. This was back again, back in April, and that they were more comfortable than they were before March 10th in being able to use customer digital support partially because they had to. And almost half of them said that they plan to continue using that um, for the foreseeable future and even post COVID. So we looked at that and we said, wow, we've got a lot going on, for example, in our digital strategy that we've already been working on. Now's the time to accelerate a lot of that stuff because customer adoption is there. And we were in the mix in terms of where our customers wanted to be met and how they wanted to interact with us. And so that allowed us to accelerate a lot of our uh, strategic things. For example, things like the Xfinity Assistant. It grew, so think about this from a volume perspective. Our Xfinity Assistant grew from around 60,000 interactions a day pre COVID to over 400,000 and holding and actually growing even a little bit more now, 400,000 a day. During, um, uh, post that, while once the pandemic started, wow, and so getting that up and running and how our customers wanted to interact with us was just absolutely critical.
0: And do you feel, I mean, one of the things we've observed, and I think the data, you know, some of the studies that have come out since the pandemic, uh, bear this out that since you were already a company that was very well into digital transformation, for lack of a you know better term, uh, you, were, you know, you've used the word a few times. You were able to accelerate. You weren't uh, pivoting to transformation. You were accelerating your ex- existing existing transformation, and of course, you know, directing it a little bit differently um, due to changing circumstances. Do you feel like that you know gave you a leg up? The fact that you were already down that road so far.
1: Yeah, it did. Um, I think it definitely did, Adam. Um, and what the teams really did a nice job of is having that foundation, having that platform. We talk all the times about um, not just looking at a piece of technology or feature, but do you have a platform that can be um, tuned, adjusted, pivoted, accelerated because it's built as a platform for whatever customer and employee demands are. And so as that feedback, right, we're, we're an NPS led company, as that net promoter system ecosystem is in full swing and gives us feedback, we can react quickly because we built it as a platform around whatever direction we need to go. And so having that capability in place then allowed us to accelerate um, uh, both from a customer experience perspective as well as from an employee experience perspective because I treat both of them quite frankly with equal passion. Well let's
0: dig into that because you know it's really easy uh, and first of all thank you for that because it's you know it is no easy thing but it is easy to talk about digital transformation because it's uh, you know, sort of concrete and numerical, let's talk about human emotion a little bit and how you navigated that as you were transforming digitally, as you were, you know, reallocating resources and technology to uh, put the right people with the right people in at the right times. What about the emotional side, the actual service side, the training, the empathy needed for your team, the empathy needed for the customers and their, you know, obviously, you know, heightened state of fear and uncertainty? How did you approach the human side of this process?
1: Yeah, first and foremost, we had to make sure that we were taking care of our employees. I mean, over this time period, we've changed over 200 policies, procedures, processes, some uh, for our employees and some uh, directly for our customers. And so you've got all that change going on, you're changing their work environment, making sure that there's no frustrations there, constantly monitoring to make sure that it's reliable, consistent, up and running, their tools are working, Um, Getting them everything that they needed so that they could be there for our customers. I mean, you you go back to the power of our products and services and how customers weave them into the fabric of their daily lives. You know, expectations were already high, but got a lot higher. Um, Our network traffic, 30% higher uh, than what it was pre pandemic, right? And we have a lot of traffic coming through our network. Why? Because people were connected. And when that internet connection isn't what it needs to be for our customers, they get very motivated. Their expectations continue to be higher and higher and will continue to be uh, um, increasing post-pandemic, and we know that. But our employees have to be there to support them, and so we have to take care of them too. And so once the employees are cared for and they feel good about everything that's happening, they can focus on that customer experience. One of the big changes that we made, even since we talked um, at, uh, I think you said it was, was uh, uh, meeting 302, <laughs> um, you know, we really uh, want after behavior-based quality, um, which goes beyond just fixing the customer's problem into making that emotive connection with customers. We talk a lot about those behaviors that we expect from every one of our assisted channels. You walk into a retail store, you, you go to um, uh, have a, a technician come into one of those most intimate places, your home, you're talking to somebody, you're chatting with them that quality uh, uh, focus that we've had, and really bringing that emotive nature of it into behavior-based quality has been, has been absolutely critical. The other part of that, if you think about it just from a customer's perspective, you know, keeping them connected, making sure we could do everything possible so that they had choice and control of how they wanted to interact with us. And so we took the Xfinity Assistant, we bolstered our um, Xfinity digital, so think.com and our support that you can get through our uh, through the apps. We went through and continue to integrate more and more of the service into the product. And so our customers have ultimate choice and control around how they want to interact with us so that it meets their personal tailor needs because every customer experience is very unique. Every home is a puzzle and a lot of emotion tied up into that. So we focused it on our behaviors, our training, our employees being there to support our customers, but also first and foremost, making sure our employees were cared for so that they could do nothing but focus on being there for our customers.
0: Love it.
2: I, I love that too. And I think part of what you touched on there was this idea that, you know what, you can put all the, the rules and processes down you want on paper, but every home is a puzzle. Every customer experience is unique. And so, you know, if, if, Our listeners are hearing this right now, and they're thinking, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot that I should have been doing. (laughs) I haven't (laughs) been. Um, And they're starting to look to the future, which, you know, let's face it, is still uncertain. What's one thing that you think every leader should focus on as we look to the future, as we really take that next step? And maybe if they're not as advanced as you at Comcast are, what's one thing you think every leader should look at?
1: Yeah, um, you know, you wish it would boil down to one thing all the time, (laughs) it is a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And um, even folks uh, that feel behind, you know, we look at it, we're proud of what we accomplished, but we humbly know we still have a long way to go. There's never a bad time to get started on both tracks. Mm -hmm. Um, So the one thing that I would challenge leaders to go through and do, our our rallying cry, when I continue to talk to everybody across the organization is you want to be an NPS led company, meaning that you have customer and employee feedback always considered in everything that you do. It doesn't mean that you can do all of that stuff. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect, but it's always part of the decision making process. So as an NPS led company, you then you then take that customer feedback, that employee feedback, and you think about it from an end to end perspective. And we really focus on putting those end to end journeys together. So it doesn't matter what channel you go into. It doesn't matter what uh, area of support you're looking at. We're fully integrated with that end-to-end journey. And I think every leader can do that. Every leader can come uh, after this session and listening to us and say, I'm gonna be an NPS-led organization. I'm gonna think about customers and employees, and I'm gonna focus on mapping out an end-to-end journey to try to factor in as much of that stuff as I can. That has been huge for us.
2: That's great. And I think
1: if everyone does that, I think it'll be huge for them as well.
2: Yeah, that's wonderful advice. And I I love the way that you kind of just sum that up uh, with such a focus, because that's what's missing sometimes, is just that focus of here's what we need to do, here's what we need to do to get there. and. And so this season, we are wrapping up with a fun question. We hope it's fun.
0: It's fun for us.
2: (laughs) It's fun for us, yeah. Uh, Where we're asking our guests, you know what? If you had to summarize, if you had to come up with a phrase that you could put on a bumper sticker Mm. for customer experience, what would that phrase be?
1: Well, there's a lot of different paths you could go down with this one. For me, right? So you want it to be a little bit of a of a catchy phrase, Um, you know, one of our mantras, one of my mantras, um, you can't have a great customer experience without a great employee experience.
2: There it is. You can't see me, but I'm raising the roof over
0: here. Exactly. Bumper sticker worthy. (laughs)
2: Excellent. I I
1: love it, right? It's so true. You got to care for both from my perspective.
2: Mm Mm-hmm hundred mm-hmm. percent.
0: And you know, you talked about that earlier and just how, how you started with one to get the other. And it's so crucial. So great bumper sticker. Great ending. Thank you for uh, sharing your experience. I know you've got a big job, Tom. Uh, please let us know if there's anywhere anybody can connect with you and if any of our listeners want to learn more.
1: Yeah, um, uh, definitely lots of different ways to connect with us. We actually have on our website where you can uh, reach out uh, to, uh, to me. I actually have a letter out there that we update pretty much every quarter, uh, just sharing some of the great things that are going on there. And so folks can reach out to us uh, to that way um, or get with me uh, uh, directly as well. Um, always open to feedback and sharing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tom. We appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Jeannie Adam.
2: Well, you heard it here first that, you know what? the employee experience and the customer experience, you've got to focus on both of them. You've got to make sure that you're looking at the here and now and the future. And I think when you hear somebody like Tom, who has so many responsibilities, who has so much to really oversee, to hear him narrow it down in that way, that's something I think everybody can take away from this. And if you're not focused on those things, it's time to kind of pick your head up from the everyday and look around and make sure you are.
0: Yeah, I think it's truly powerful and particularly because I think sending that message from a place of such large scale sends it powerfully and it's easy to, like we talked about this, it's easy to focus on the tech, right? Mm-hmm. It's not easy to do the tech, but it's easy to focus on the tech. <laughs> um, and that makes it, you know, it, it makes it really challenging to not forget that there are people in the mix and to not forget the human side of experience and how linked, you know, our mm-hmm. employee experiences are to our end customer experiences. Mm-hmm.
2: It was a great conversation. I'm so grateful that Tom took the time to share that with our listeners. And of course, I'm grateful to our listeners. We thank you so much for being here with us on Crack the Customer Code. And we appreciate your valuable time, as well as, you know who else we appreciate? Alita, our seasonal sponsor this year. And they're offering a free Forester report for you to download at alita.com slash ctcc. That's just for our listeners, so be sure you check that out. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me, our journey mapping program, CX Training and Speaking, at ExperienceInvestigators.com.
0: And I'm Adam You can learn more about our keynote speaking, customer service training, and workshops at CustomersThatStick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself
2: and take care of your customers.